This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's episode of the Chase to Must podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Panko Chicken. The new Atlanta restaurant thrives off of a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine and is already racking up the awards, winning Best Selling Taste in the Taste of Atlanta Awards both in 2017 and 2018. So if you're in the metro Atlanta area and are wanting to try something new and good and delicious, go to Panko Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. You'll be glad you did, I promise. Panko Chicken, where eats meets West. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to a Monday night edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. Tonight, another uh, six eighty Atlanta Sports Radio guest. We've had Carlos. We've had uh, Nick Cellini. We've had Brian Finneran, and now we've had Tug Cowart. Tug, good evening. How are you? Man, I'm well. Thank you so much for uh, for having me on the show. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, I have to first know, how did you get the nickname Tug? Because I don't think I know anyone else with that nickname. Yeah, it's funny you uh, asked that. Because um, I've worked country radio for the last 19 years. Still do work at Kicks a little bit. I've just moved to a part-time uh, position there and uh, because of this opportunity. With Dickie Broadcasting came up. And um, so anyway... Going back to my roots in country, um, spending time with Tim McGraw, you know, anytime you see him, all I have to do is say, hey, man, Tug from Atlanta. And he's like, I'm only, I only know two Tugs, you and my dad. And it's like I had a friend one time that named the dog Tug, but that's it. So the, um, oh, wow. the nickname, yeah, man, it's always kind of funny. But uh, the nickname is just a silly pet name that my wife gave me. Uh, I wish it had some sort of sinister or funny or real reason. Uh, but it didn't. She, uh, it's just one of those you just kind of grasp out of the air. And um, and it, it was just something that she called me. We've been married for uh, 18 years now. And uh, we're, we're the ripe old age, or I'm the ripe old age of 42. Mm-hmm. So we've been married a little while and and have a 15-year-old son. And, and some of my friends heard her call me that and like, oh, my God, what did she just call you? That's the stupidest name I've ever heard. And so many, many, many years ago when I was working country radio up in Chattanooga, Tennessee at US 101, uh, they started calling me Tug up there and it just stuck and has has never gone away. Now she calls me Jerry because that's my real name. I was going to say, because like, that's kind of weird because basically half of your life must be like, it's almost like you have two different identities because yeah. the first half you went by Jerry and then the second half you went by Tug. You went backwards because yeah. most people start off with the nickname and then they get the grown up thing where it's like Jerry right. to Jim. You went the other way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've never really heard anybody explain it like that, but that's exactly right. And um, yeah, so half the, you know, half, 
most most people professionally call me Tug. Mm-hmm. There is a handful of people, David Dickey being for one, um, that owns Dickey Broadcasting, Atlanta Sports X, and uh, the Fan six eighty ninety three seven FM. The um, he calls me Jerry mainly because my wife has been his business manager and HR director for thirteen years. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, he knew me as Jerry before he ever knew me as Tug. Huh. So explain to me the relationship with 680. And I should mention just because um, of my past relationship with 680. I did intern for the Chuck and Turnoff show when I was in college oh, nice. years and years ago. So I am, nice. I am the ripe old age of 28 years old. So Attaboy. who knows? Yeah, I might yeah. not have this podcast and do what I do if I did not get into radio and Carlos did not make me do um, what I had to do back in the day for right. Chuck and Turnoff. Well, that's right. So Chuck and Turnoff is such an incredible show and and uh, those guys are incredibly talented. And then you have two people that uh, help build that show, and Carlos Medina and um, Brian Hoyt, who are incredibly talented in their own right. So it's just a recipe for success, and it always has been. And I think their their rating numbers show that that uh, they're they're a stellar show. But um, so yeah, just the relationship with with. Let's see. We go back to your original question. What what is the relationship that you're questioning? Yeah. So like the relationship between 680 and Atlanta Sports Sex because okay, yeah, just they're both owned by Dickie, and I know y'all are in the same studio now at the Battery. Like, how does that relationship actually work? Yeah, they're just sister stations. I mean, no different than like Q100 and Rock 100.5 or Q99.7 now and Rock 100.5 and Kicks 101.5. They're all owned by the same company. Gotcha. In the same building. So yeah, just sister stations. I mean, we do a lot. We have a lot of crossover between 680 and Atlanta Sports X because they do an unbugged hour from 6 to 7 mm. on the Sports X which is Chuck and Turnoff show and occasionally uh, occasionally Mark Zeno who does 3 to 6 on the Sports X will will join them in that last hour uh Hudson and I host Bulldog Roundtable on the fan uh relatively often with his relationship to uh the University of Georgia He played there right He was the quarterback <laughs> yep <laughs> he was. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we do Bulldog Rounds Able a lot. and uh, So, yeah, man, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, moving chairs when somebody needs. Uh, like, you'll hear Home Team in Hamilton who do a show. Um, they do. Um, They're before you, right? Yeah, 9 to noon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do noon to 3. Yeah, and so sometimes they'll sit in with, you know, the morning show on, on the fan if somebody's out you know, on the front row or whatever. So yeah, there's just a lot of crossover between the two stations, but it's a sister station. So working with Hudson Mason, um, what have you enjoyed most about working with the former Georgia quarterback? Um, to find out how, um, how funny a guy he is. And, and oftentimes it's, it's not even planned humor. You know, he's just a really funny guy in the way he interprets things in the way he sees things. So I will see the same exact story and get a completely different uh, take on it or Give completely me different. Uh, man, I wish I could think of something right off the top of my <laughs> head. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have a great one right now, but uh, but it's just funny the way he's so different than I am. Mm-hmm. His experiences are so different than I am. So he always just interprets things completely different than I am. And usually... Usually they're really, really funny. I wish I could come up with something right off the top of my head, but I can't. Um, but he's that, that's been one of my favorite things is the fact that he's incredibly funny without trying to be incredibly funny. He's not stretching for humor. It just comes out naturally. And he's a quiet guy. So you wouldn't know that 
that. It just, it, I wouldn't have expected it. Um, he's a little bit of a curmudgeon um, in the fact of um, I talk to everybody and he's kind of to himself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a huge Georgia fan and always have been born and raised a, a Georgia fan at growing up in Georgia and Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons and Hawks. I'm just a hometown guy. Um, but Hudson, he, he doesn't get caught up in cheering for Georgia. Of course, he loves them and wants to see them do well, but he he looks at football from a pure football perspective. Mm-hmm. And and I look at it like a fan, which is what makes the show go pretty well because I never played uh, football growing up. I did like it, you know, at the Pee Wee League or whatever, but past middle school, I, I don't even think I made it to middle school. What am I saying? <laughs> middle school and through, I didn't, I didn't play. Make it I, school, I made it to middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I quit playing. In, in elementary school and so i played baseball and barely got off the bench and played basketball and the only time i ever got up off the bench was to go pick up a ball it went out of foul you know went out of bounds and um i toss it back into the uh to the ref and go sit back down hmm. what but uh, did you go so to? that's it southeast whitfield up in dalton georgia dalton okay i have not the been carpet capital forever. of the world yeah, well, is it really yeah. yeah man that's what dalton's known for that's the carpet capital of the world did not know that. What county is that? Whitfield. It's Whitfield County. I don't even know where that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, just follow seventy five. You can't miss it. Okay, interesting. Exit three thirty three. Okay, all right. Yep. Yeah. What was that Gwinnett County, right? Yes. Yeah, I grew up yeah. in East Mountain area. Yeah, post okay, right. core, but um, yeah. just in time for them to go like four and twelve and play a very outdated offense with offensive linemen that could not run the same kind of scheme yeah. in the early 2000s um yeah it's great timing um for yeah me, well, as a football yeah. person yeah uh, no, but they're good again so it's great yeah 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 they are and you and hudson are about the same i think he's 27 yeah okay interesting we would not look age. uh i don't think i would look a year older than hudson if we were standing next to each other something tells yeah. me that we might look a little little different yeah yeah he um yeah i forget sometimes that I'm 42 and he's 27. Mm-hmm. So there's like, you know, there's 15 years or whatever between our ages. And so sometimes I'll bring in, you know, a topic conversation and he's like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I mean, so he I mean, always makes you feel old. Oh yeah. No, that's the joke on the show is that I'm uh, our show noon to three on Atlanta sports X. That's, that's the, that's the running joke that is that I'm just older than dirt. And I don't feel older than dirt. And I, in many ways, I think I feel, you know, like I'm the youngster of the group because I'm so like peppy and outgoing. Peppy such a lame word. Which mm-hmm. I, didn't but, I didn't want to say, but, about, uh, but yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you didn't. Thank you. It's very kind of you to have that restraint. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm more I'm outgoing, I think, I think is the maybe a better word. Yeah. But I mean, uh, it's just you're an extrovert. He's an introvert. Like, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Um, what about him drive, uh, drives you nuts? Um, um, you know, nothing, man. It's good. This is going to sound dumb. Yeah. It's going to sound dumb, but nothing really, man. I get, I so get along with everyone. Like I, I just, there's just never a person that, that does. And that's not true. There's very, very few people that do anything that drive me crazy, man. I get along with everyone and always have. That's always been kind of my MO is that that I get along with everybody. And, um, you know, um, if, if if Hudson were to uh, to be here, he I, I feel certain he would he would back that up that like I never give him crap over anything because I just don't. That's just not the way I function. 
like he gives me crap over a lot of things, you know, being old and, um, and looking at football from a fan perspective versus an actual football player perspective drives him crazy. But like when he turns that around and gives me the football explanation, like I'm fascinated by it. So it doesn't drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always agree with it necessarily, but, um, you enjoy but the it does happen. Yeah, man. I love that. Right. Like, don't just tell me you disagree with me. Tell me why. Mm-hmm. So I can understand it. And he's very good at that. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of something he does to drive me crazy. Um, gosh, man. Um, making, I mean, he, you know, he, he makes fun of my age. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, a, that would be, I guess, but that didn't drive me crazy though. I just kind of think, I it's think you're just too agreeable. There's nothing about I it. I do. Like you, yeah. That's yeah, what Right. So that's the problem. So, yeah. and don't get me wrong. There's, there's times in life that that's bit me in the backside. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be agreeable. And then later down the road, I'll be like, ah, I shouldn't agree with that. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. And I have a hard time saying no. Like I never say no. Okay. And, um, yeah, and that gets me in trouble. Um, because I'll, I'll get myself caught between a rock and a hard place because I say yes too much. Mm-hmm. So, um, that drives me crazy about myself. I mean, it's interesting. You're either one or the other. I'm a no guy for sure. And, you uh, say no to everything. Not. Oh, yeah, very much. My default answer is absolutely not. I love it. All right. Well, see, and mine is exactly the opposite. Mine's like, of course, let's do it. Yeah. And <laughs> and and I never want to Chase, not. Chase, we go out. Uh, we're going to uh, Buckhead at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's going to be a hard pass go. for me. Hard pass. Yeah, right? Like, I'd be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, no, can't do and, it. And then, and then regret it, but but I would never say no. It's just a, it's a character flaw. So, you know what? I just crossed my mind about um, about Hudson is the the fact that um that get, he gives me a hard time about being a hometown guy. So that I don't know that it drives me that crazy. You're like not that you're biased towards your teams or what is what is Yeah, that, that, that that I'm always well, here's what it is. He always says, "Dude, you you're never going to say anything bad." So he tries to right. put me on the spot and get me to say something bad about someone anyone. Here's a good um, test. I can I can do this for you right now. Let's see how much of a homer you are and see if i can get right. you to say something negative about something on this team um, right. as an nba guy i'm going yep. to uh throw a hawks thing at you and right. this is something i've been battling for a year um i know exactly where i was when the hawks traded luka Doncic. i remember mm-hmm. my feeling i almost fell out of my chair i was so, i went from pure jubilation to just utter utter disappointment and disgust and i i haven't recovered trey had a wow. fine second half Luca's better. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be third-team All-NBA in a year and a half. It's going to drive me nuts. Him and KP are going to be really good together. They're, mm-hmm. I, I love Luca. His step-back three is one of my favorite things in the world. I'm just, I was so in on Luca. He was a transcendent prospect. Trey's fine. And if you don't, you don't trade down in the NBA draft, like that's just never, the NBA is just a 10-player league. And Don yeah. could be one of those 10 players and Trey had historically bad defensive season. Like he had the worst defensive real plus minus of all time. Like he, mm-hmm. if you watched every, I watched every game. He is mm-hmm. not going to get that much bigger. He's just always going to get murdered come playoff time on pick and rolls. Like he's just not going to be big enough. He's going to be slow. He's going to be great offensively. Like that shots there. He's got unbelievable vision, but he's not Luca. He's not a transcendent superstar. And you gave up one to create like the perfect 60 win Hawks team of a couple years ago, which is younger mm-hmm. guys. I, yeah, can, right. is that fair? Can you agree with me that the Hawks' optimism is a little too much, and that they should not have traded Luca? Uh, no. See, I would go the exact opposite. That's where I figured. Like, yeah, man. Because I'm like, man, it's life happens. They saw an opportunity. They felt like this was the right path to go. 
I, I'm not mad at him for that. Do I think Luke is going to be great? Yeah, sure. Of course he's going to be great. He's, he's shown he's going to be great. But I, but I think Trey has a lot of upside. And look, it, it, it may be that it comes out exactly the way that you've described it. But I'm a Hawks fan, so I'm cheering for, for Trey the whole way, man. I, I, I'm going to cheer for him every night of the week. And if he gets beat and they lose – is it that big a deal? Because that's what we've done our entire existence. That's the only Hawks I've known in my whole life is to be get beaten and lose. So I'm going to cheer loud and I'm going to be pulling for the guy. And yeah, that, that trade doesn't bother me in the least. Rick Carlisle, Dallas Mavericks head coach, compared um, Luka Doncic to LeBron James and Magic Johnson by highlighting his deceptive size, strength, and quickness. Uh, comparable stats? for year one uh, okay luka okay, Doncic well, and lebron james comparable well, let, let's let's go let's go let's talk about those because two people that you mentioned that come off to me immediately in a negative light which is lebron because nobody wants to play with him and magic because he wasn't man enough to do what he needed to do and he snuck out the back door before he told anybody he quit so i you know i I don't know that I would want to be compared to those two. Is I that mean, I would is want that to be compared to two of the ten best players in basketball history? No, I get it. I get it. I, I know exactly what you're saying. But at the same time, the the side of me that says, "Well, you know what? That's I mean, that's amazing. They they are amazing. I get it. But nobody likes them. Like I don't even. I think a lot of people like them. That's like Magic's calling card. He's like one of the most likable business guys. That's how he's so great in business. But, Everybody loves right. LeBron. Who doesn't like LeBron? Uh, most, I think, I think, I think it's a 50, 50 split at this point of people that like LeBron and don't. Oh, I don't Funny. know that. Okay. Have you seen his taco Tuesday videos? Uh, you know what? I haven't. Okay. I, you, um, need to, you would, especially as a family man, watch his taco Tuesday videos with his family. You would very much appreciate yeah. them. Yeah. So I, I like, you know, it's funny cause I actually like the, the family aspect of what LeBron James brings, but I just don't know about LeBron James as the guy, as the teammate that so many i mean like like Kyrie. okay going at lebron on this podcast i was not expecting this from mr tug coward tonight well no i just i'm not going at him i'm just i'm just saying this is what i see and this mm-hmm. is what i gather you had a guy like Kyrie that that uh bolted you know mm-hmm. they couldn't get along and then Kyrie's dad or or stepdad or agent or whatever comes out and says hey man don't play with lebron because it is tough to do we've been there you know, as his Michael Jordan was tough to play with. The best players of all time are always tough to play with. That's like part of the game. Playing with Peyton, Brady, it's just hard. Greatness is, is demanding, and they ask a lot out of the guys around them. Sure it is. Sure it is. But there's never been a point in life that I've ever thought about or even remember hearing about anybody saying anything negative about Brady or Oh, there's about, a lot of negative Brady about stuff. Peyton. You oh, think Peyton, so? absolutely. Yeah. You think? I uh, guess Peyton I'm, is, especially the Tennessee stories, Peyton's like... He's a psycho, for sure. Like, I think that's what makes them great. Like, those dudes are persistent. They're always in the film room. They're just demanding. Like, it's hard to sure. play for guys like that. I can, but I can get hard a lot work of pressure. persistent. No, for sure it is. But I, I just think there's a difference. LeBron has something. I don't know, man. LeBron has something in there that that is either people love it or hate it. And um, I think and it's I'm not for going young to... guys now because vets still I mean, he got Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis wanted to play with him. I think they're still the right kind of guys. And I think everybody respects him. But I think it's just harder to play with LeBron at his age and how much he takes off defensively during the regular season now and yeah. um, everything that comes off the court. And um, he can be a little. Um, how can I phrase this? Um, I don't know. He's. 
it's really hard. I don't like getting in the minds of athletes because we just don't know what they're thinking. And a lot of it just comes from just, Oh, this seems like who they are and body language doctors and all that kind of stuff. But like, sure. sure. I, I don't know. I think a lot of the players don't want to play with LeBron is more overblown than like say Kobe Bryant. Like I could see why players would not want to play with Kobe Bryant, especially in the latter years. And that was a great piece by Henry Abbott that he got a lot of flack for from ESPN years ago. Um, but it was true. Like guys just didn't want to come play with him anymore, especially when those stars who are ISO heavy and everything else, once that starts to fade, it gets even more unbearable. But if you're hitting them and you're an elite level player, you can live with it like pow and Shaq for a little bit and guys yeah. before that. But LeBron's not reaching that point where he's third in minutes. I want to say all time mm-hmm. he's played almost yeah. 20 years. He's just, yeah. he's older and oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. For sure. Yeah, no, and I'm not trying to take away from his greatness saying people don't like him because he's been great. There's no doubt, but I just, um, there, there's just, there's just something about him that I'm not, um, I've always tried to be a fan, but Mm -hmm. I'm never, I don't think I, I don't think if I had to go on record, I could say I'm a fan. Interesting. And I I want to be a fan of any athlete. I think that's weird. How do you feel about like grown men in jerseys with the dude's name on the back? Because I've been anti that once you're over 18, you got to move on. You can't do it. Yeah. Um, I go back and forth with that a little bit because okay. I have, uh, I have jerseys that I never wear and haven't worn in probably five or six or seven years or whatever. Um, but like I have a Hank Aaron Cooperstown class, you know, Cooperstown okay. collection that my wife bought me for Father's Day one year. See, I would so frame awesome. that. Like, that's like, yeah. I like framing stuff. I've assigned Tony Dorsett jersey that he wore his high yeah. year at Pitt. Like, that's framed. My dad got me. Yeah. Like, it's, that's what I, that, that is my thing. I think you frame that. Maybe I just, I just don't have a problem. Like I don't personally do it. Where's that agreeableness? <laughs> yeah. I don't personally do it, but, but it doesn't bother me when other people wear jerseys. I couldn't care less. Okay. Wear anything you want to, man. I don't care. Okay. Um, we haven't talked about the Braves yet and, uh, yeah. they're, they're pretty good at baseball. It turns out yeah. I was, yeah. I'm starting to come around to the Phillies are not winning the division. That was my preseason pick. I, I still just can't believe they haven't, responded to this horrible summer by something yet like the fact that they're still standing pat is surprising to me especially considering their owner said that they wouldn't spend stupid money and And they they did bryce harper they traded for john segura like they they did everything that you would want a contender to do like jt romuto they took him from the braves like it's just well did they take him from the braves i I mean they uh, ever in I mean, the Braves should have been in. I, I well, think. they they probably. I mean, the Braves were in they, at least at some point. Like they they, they were interested. Let's yeah. say let's say interested versus in because I think they were interested, but they weren't willing to give up what Remuto and and um it was going to take to get him from the the the, Marlins, the Miami yeah. Marlins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know that they were ever in because they knew the cost was too much. Were they willing to talk about it? Sure, but I think in is like when you're really thinking, okay. I'm going to put Austin Riley on a jet to Miami to make sure we are able to get Rebuto. Which and, still would have been defensible, especially if you look. It depends on what you think about Riley. I, what do you think I about think, him? What do you think he profiles as? Because I was never someone who profiled him as a star. I think he'll be yeah. good. I, I don't. I think you can find Austin Riley's a lot, especially in the um, in this era where everyone's hitting dingers now. That like, yeah, we'll have to see. The K stuff is concerning. Um, not a great fielder. We'll have to see where he's. But like he's fun, especially when he mashes home runs. Like it's sure, really man, that's always fun. Exactly. I just I don't think he profiles as a star, and I think JT Romuto will obviously have a better career. Um. Well, we'll just have to see. But um, I I, I think he's got star qualities. I star mean, he's good looking kid. Okay. He's good looking kid. You know, he's he's, he's good um, looking. Is that a star quality? 
Yeah, oh, totally, <laughs> dude. Do you think ugly people are stars? Have you ever seen anything in Hollywood be ugly and be successful? I mean, I know of I a mean, lot of ugly, good sports uh, players. Absolutely. Yeah, I just, I just, Pete I do Manning, think looks, not a man. It, the, well, right, but look at the difference in time when they played versus now, right? I mean, everything is looks and everything's pictures and everything's important. It's all about your profile and how does that all sell on social I'm in media? Trouble. Well, me too. Me too. That's why I work in radio, not television. Because, uh, man, I got to tell you, I'd be out of luck too. But, uh, but yeah, I think looks are important, and and I think that's part of the star quality for sure. Um, I, and now, when it comes to the game of baseball, clearly he's a good player, or even a great player, or he wouldn't be where he is. Does he last as a great player? That's, I mean, I don't know that anybody can truly predict that. What would you guess I mean, his WRC plus is right now? What's that? His, so he's got 236 plate appearance. What would you guess his WRC plus is right now? I don't know. Feed it to me. 102. League average is 100. Yeah, okay. All right. So, I mean, he's right at average. Yeah, I think he's just probably an average guy. I think that's he's just going to hit a lot of home runs. It's, his K percentage is 34%. Tyler Fathers yeah. is the only other player on this Braves team even close to that high, and it's a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's funny. I brought it up on the show yesterday that Hudson and I do on Sports X you know, from noon to three. I said, uh, if you're going to trade somebody and go get a great pitcher, why not entertain Austin Riley? Because his value is as as high as it's ever going to be. Uh, that'd be interesting. I would actually consider more of um, Dansby because I I think that's like the most divisive. Like we all know Ronald Acuna is a superstar. Freddie Freeman, still only 29 years old. He's a superstar. Um, is he, though? Is he a superstar? Who? Freddie Freeman. Oh, absolutely. Ask. I, I bet if you ask, I don't know, the average fan out of market mm. who Freddie Freeman is, if they could pick him out in a in a lineup, I don't know that they could. I think they could. I think Freeman. I don't there. know, man. I don't know, man. I think he's the most well, underappreciated. I'm, saying, I'm not even talking about like recognizable. I'm just saying, like, is he a top three like, oh, yeah, like, player in like, the NL? For yes. sure. There's no doubt about that. But I think recognizable is part of being a superstar. Mm. I think that I think is a probably huge, more recognizable. Without question. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'm telling you, if you put those two in a lineup and ask, you know, who is, find me Acuna, find me Freddie Freeman, I bet more people would be able to find Acuna. I would agree. Um, Freeman is the quiet killer, which I love. He's kind of like Matt Ryan, underappreciated, plays at an MVP level, and not everybody knows what Freddie Freeman looks like. Mike Trout's the same way. Look, man, yeah. I don't know that half the people in Major League ba that watch Major League Baseball, you know, the casual fan would be able to pick Mike Trout out of a out of a lineup. I think he's already passed Chipper Jones in career war. I think that's what happened um, midway through this season. I could be wrong, but I remember like one of my favorite subplots of baseball is just Mike Trout breaking, like being in his late twenties and already surpassing Hall of Famers in career yeah. war is just yeah. insane. And we know what we think like Chipper, and he's already passed him in career war. Like that's yeah. insane. Yeah, um, yeah. No, he's he's the greatest player in the game right now. He's probably the greatest player of all time. Like if probably. he plays five more years, he'll probably yeah. be there. Um, and it's sad because he still has no playoff wins. To his name, mm -hmm. like it's just, and probably won't. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he locked in with the Angels, so it's, it's yeah, dude, he's not going anywhere. Which I admire, I admire it, but it doesn't make. I don't know if I admire help. it. I mean, I understand I it, but I admire it. Why would you not admire it? Stay I mean, with I would like that... to play postseason baseball at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Because he would have gotten paid some... from anywhere. Like I don't know. No, if... I know he would have, but you don't admire loyalty. I do. 
do you admire loyalty to bad organizations? Yeah, I mean, okay. I admire. I, I, well, I just, in, I admire loyalty to people who brought you to the dance. Yeah, okay. and they've been good to them. Is it is it the ideal location to to win? No, it's not. But you can be loyal and and not do those things if it's if that's not important to you. If you're happy where you are, then I I don't see a problem with it. I don't. I'm not mad at him for staying. I actually admire. I'm not mad bit. at him, but I would like. I would have preferred him leaving. Like I'm not going to sit here and say like I would not rather Mike Trout. Well, I mean, if he was coming to Atlanta, then yeah. But other than that, Atlanta I don't had care their where shot. He goes. Another thing, I won't forgive them. The Bryce Harper stuff. The, uh, did you feel calls on this during this time period where Nick Markakis signed for a bargain and it's like what a steal? He had a great first month of the season. Like Bryce Harper, who and like obviously he's still he's not a hundred percent back to who he was two years ago, but he's. He's Bryce Harper and the amount of fans that were like, I would not pay Bryce Harper. Would you have paid Bryce Harper if he was like, I'll come to Atlanta if you give me the 10-year contract? Would you have said no? No, uh, no I would have wanted him for Exactly, sure. right? Like, what no. are you doing? Yeah, no, I would have wanted him. Uh, but, but was I mad that they didn't sign him? No. I mm. couldn't. No, I wasn't mad about that. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where like if I had, you know, I mean, if it, you know, if it's between Trout and Harper or. Oh, yeah. If it's Trout or Harper. I mean, you're, Trout, you're going because Trout's Absolutely. great. But. But and, and but I'm okay with the Braves not signing Machado. I'm okay with them not signing Harper. I just don't. I don't know, man. I just don't fall into that. That we have to sign guys because they're supposedly the best. And and there's a lot about Bryce Harper that I think is good and great. And he's been, you know, he plays baseball, which is a game of failure to begin with, and plays it at a really high level. But he cares. I don't, yeah, he does care. I think he does too. But but I'm okay with him not signing. If, if the deal wasn't right, I'm all right with him not signing. Okay. Would you? Am I crazy for just not realizing the Dodgers have won the division seven years in a row? Yeah, man. I you know the Dodgers are the are the um, they're the new Braves, the gold standard. Yeah, they are, man. Seven years in a row. I mean, I don't think they ever get. I don't think they'll get to fourteen. But I mean, um, they're spending in a level. So I mean, I'm reading this book by Molly Knight, uh, the best team money can buy. Have you read that? I haven't. Okay, so it's it profiles when they went from Frank McCourt, um, when he owned the team in the mid two thousands, and just unbelievable how this dude got the team and what he paid for it. He he didn't pay any out of pocket. He got a loan. Right. Like it's right. all insane. And then didn't, the way didn't Magic got, Johnson involved in that group too. Yes, and Magic well, got Magic. courted by different billionaire groups. And then Cohen, yeah. one of the guys, the finalists, um, if my memory serves, like. He got in serious trouble for af- right after the sale for something else, and then he was like, "It's all really weird." And the Guggenheim uh, Walter, I think it's like Stan Walter, Stan Canson, like he was the Hawks Ted Turner guy, Stan, Stan Caston, Caston, yes. So yeah, he's in yeah. that. He was with the Braves too, right? And he's now with the Dodgers, and he's in that group. He's like Magic's go-to mm-hmm. guy in this, mm-hmm. and like it's all like all these different layers here, and yeah. it's incredibly fascinating. But this group with Guggenheim. They just, they have money. They're number one in attendance every year. The fans care. They have an amazing TV deal in, in out West. Like, I don't th- see that spending going anywhere. I think they're like fourth in payroll this year. They have the best player in the NL and Cody Bellinger. Like their starting rotation is historically dominant. Like the Braves of the nineties. Like you can make the case. They're the new Braves just with a little bit more power and juice in their, in their lineup. I mean, Stripling, Kershaw, Bueller, Ryu and Hill is, I, I mean, that's like the, I guess fun as this Brave season has been, just knowing that Buzzsaw sits there in the playoffs is 
both like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, let's see how they do this. How can the Braves match up against this Dodgers team? And then the other part of you, like, right. oh, they've gone back to back, and this this rotation is just insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Guggenheim, you're talking about money, man, because they're an insurance company. Mm-hmm. They got more money than anybody on planet Earth because insurance companies own everything. Oh, speaking of the guy Walter, the owner, um, his daughter wanted to get into like zoology, so he like bought a zoo. And then mm-hmm. she wanted to uh, maybe be a GM, so he bought the Sparks. Nice work. Like, Dude, it's imagine good. just it like being a kid and being like, Dad, I think I want to do this. And he's like, I'll, I'll just buy it. Yep, that's a good spot if you can get it. I, <laughs> I cannot get that spot. I love I've that never, point I've in the never. book. It's great. But you should. Yeah. everybody should definitely check it out. Molly's great, and that, that book's really fascinating. Um, quickly, we'll uh, do some football real quick. I know I've taken a lot of your time tonight. Um, <laughs> the Falcons. Um I couldn't believe this story when I first read it this morning. The DJ Durkin stuff. When you saw yeah, this. When they're bringing him on. I, I said this morning on the show that uh, Hudson and I do noon to, noon to three on Sport Texas. That, uh, man, that's uh, it's a little soon. It's a little soon. For, he said they uh, do their due. He said Dan Quinn was quoted. It was one of the worst quotes you could have said. Like he said, we did our due diligence. What are you talking mm, about? So did yeah. Maryland. And he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's a little soon. I'm not, and we talked about this too. And, and Hudson and I were were kind of in agreement on this, and and the fact that look, do you not ever get a chance? No, to work not to coach football, football again. You should not be allowed See, around I, kids ever again. Like you should never yeah, be in a well, position. Well, but you're not around kids. They're not around. He's not around kids. He's around grown men. At, I mean, they're still the 22, Fountain, so. 21. I, I, no, they're grown. They're getting paid. Are they getting paid to work? They are. That's not a kid. That's okay. not a kid. If you're if you're getting if you're getting paid to go to work, you're not a kid anymore. So uh, if you want to say no to college football, it's fine. If, but I don't think you can per, not permit someone to work in their field ever again. You know, I mean, I, I get. I think it's too soon. Right now, it is. You know, it needs to be. It, I think in in a few years. You know, then you give that opportunity. I think it's soon to give the opportunity. I don't think you can ever say you're out forever. I mean, I guess there is there is reasons. These, these to circumstances that. were were extreme. They were extreme, absolutely. A kid died, but yeah, right. No, no, no. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I, and that's why I said it's too soon. I don't think right now is the right time to do. And that. how is he comfortable with this? One. Like, it hasn't even yeah. been long for him. Like, did he think this would be a good PR move? And then again, like, isn't he like? Is he on the Alabama analyst group? Where is he? Because mm, Major Applewhite, by the way, he's now an offensive analyst at Alabama. Did you know uh, that? I did. Well, I heard about it. God, but, uh, like, where do they? Like, I don't understand this. Yeah, I don't. You know, look, I don't get it. I don't get it either. It, um, and then I'm saying, I would like to make myself clear. Like, if it's me, I'm not making that choice. Yeah, that, that the Falcons did, as I think it's too soon. It's clearly but just I friends. Think What's that? It's clear they're just friends from their Florida days, and they're cool right, with each which other. Is, yeah, yeah, but 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 you got. I mean, I think you just need to. I think you need to let that one rest for a little. Oh, while, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I just think I just think it's too soon. I, I'm not saying never, because again, I think circumstances are are different in every situation. But um, I would say never. Like if Dimitrov got that call, like, hey, uh, hey, Stan, oh, what's going on, man? Uh, I think I want to bring in DJ Durkin this summer. Oh yeah, no. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, do, do you don't think they they asked uh, Dimitrov? That's, uh, uh, God, that's a good question. No, they did. Of course yeah. they did. You, you're He's not a guest doing coach. Could have been a surprise. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> not, that's not a surprise. You're going to spring on. Somebody. No, probably not. I mean, because that's going to be the one you're like. I need to call and verify that this is okay. 
Okay. Um, it's my guess. Look, I could be wrong. Yeah, you're right. 100%. He, they, they all know. Like all these guys know. Um, yeah. So, I, but, but to, to the point, I, yeah, too soon. I just, I can't believe it. Um, one last thing on the Falcons, then I want to throw a UJ thing at you real quick. Um, all right. The offensive line. So, yep. I love Pro Football Focus, and I don't know if you're a big PFF guy, but... Yeah, no, they're great. I, I'm, it's, I try not to get in the weeds, especially doing a radio show. Get in the weeds, man. Them. It's fantastic. I, I don't... But I, I have I struggle with decimals and fractions. So, mm-hmm. when you start breaking down numbers and all that, I, it makes my head swim. So, I, I, uh, I wrestle with that stuff just because I don't find it super, super entertaining. I do in, in a small portion and a small segment, but like just to go in detail and just be in analytics and numbers, like my wife's an accountant and mm-hmm. she loves that stuff. And I just have no idea. Like it makes, it makes me dizzy most times, but anyway, but pro football focus does a really, really good job on everything they do. I think I follow them on pretty much across their platform. Well, yeah. They're great, and I would definitely recommend just dipping in. Just do a whole weekend. Get comfortable. Get your wife to help you with a little bit of it. Be like, okay, how does this work? What is this? I'm telling you, it, it's just great. Um, I spent an entire day annoyed about the Falcons' personnel choices last year mm-hmm. because I didn't realize they were 22nd in running 11 personnel, um, mm-hmm. which is a problem when you have the best wide receiver trio in football, and yeah. they did not have Ridley, Julio Jones, and um, Mohamed Sanu yeah. out at the yeah. same time. Nearly enough. Like, yeah. I don't know how you're not doing that on every play at this point, just being like uh, making the defense have to make, pick and choose between those three. Um, hopefully that's the biggest adjustment with Dirk Cutter because Tampa Bay did it a lot last year. Um, you're going to see four wide at all times with Kingsbury and Arizona, which we're all excited about because I just think it's going to be an insane to watch. It must see TV with Kyler with four wide and those dudes. Um, but I think the biggest question is looking at that offensive line and what they found is rookies especially rookie offensive linemen don't make a huge bump to an offensive line in year one like it just takes right. a couple of years for them to get through yeah. and the falcons sure. addressing the offensive line was great but i think people are focusing on lindstrom and mcgarity too much and not enough on brown and carpenter because i think if those guys are actually good and those guys are great bargain signings on the offensive line and alex mack doesn't fall off and jake Matthews stays healthy they're in good shape yeah, but if they're I counting agree. on Lindstrom and McGarity to like get their offensive line back in the top ten, which is what it was with the Kyle Shanahan era, right? I I don't think that's going to happen because it, we just I, you go through the data. Most offensive linemen just aren't that good in year one. It's very rare. And you're counting on two. Yeah, no, I know. Look, there, there's always that, right? There's always the if with every player that you put on the field, man. If they don't get hurt, if they can play to their uh, potential, you mentioned Dallas Mack. Um, if they can play above what they're expected to as rookies. I mean, that's with every position on the field. If, 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 you know, if they put three wide receivers on the field, you know, this year, like you said, they, they haven't in the past. Will will they do it this year? I mean, there's just always ifs. And, and it's, I think there's a lot of luck that goes into winning in in football. I I do. I, I can't help but think there's so much luck involved with guys that are able to show up you know, more than you expected. I think, I mean, you can go back to the Braves with this too. No one expected the East to be like it is. Everybody expected it to be a four team race and everybody was going to be contending. It was going to be separated by a game or a half a game. And it's just not. If the the way it's shaked out continues, the Braves are going to win this thing and maybe even convincingly. I mean, you, you, you do have the Nationals coming on and I get all that. But my point is, if, is the biggest question and so i get it but there's an if in every situation in sports 
Absolutely. And injuries were part of it. Like they just got hit with the injury bug. Last I think year. a lot of that was luck. Like it was bad yeah. luck. But bad Dion luck. and yeah. going yeah. down. It, like Allen and Neil going down when they did, like that's just really, really bad luck. Yeah. Dude, and 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 if that doesn't happen again, we'll be in good shape. I would agree. I think the offense will be better. I think they're going to run less. I think we'll never see a two-yard halfback dive from Tevin Coleman ever again. That'll be yeah, great. Right. No more end rounds with Calvin Ridley for negative three yards. Um, I still have. Do you think? Oh, say it again. No, I was just going to say. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, and finish your thought. Oh no, I was just going to keep rattling off the things of the Pittsburgh Steelers game yeah, that uh, right, almost right. sent me into hyperdrive. But yes, continue. No, I was just saying. So, Mohamed Sanu, is he sticking around, or are they going to take the, the hit and, the, and and have some extra cap space? You have to keep him. I he's would think Mr. so, too. Yak, but... like, you have to, like, he's too integral to that, that trio right now. He's like their Cooper Cup, um, and the Rams, like, they thrived off Woods, Cup, and Cooks, and I think he's kind of in that mold where, like, just Ryan having that safety valve, that veteran that he just knows he can throw the ball to in space with bubble screens and everything else. And he can just get out and make plays. I I think you need that. And it helps Julio. It helps Hooper. It helps um, Freeman when he goes Calvin. out wide, when he's on the field twice every three and a half years. I I think yeah. I, I would not move on from Sanu anytime soon. No, especially if yeah, no one else know, on but... roster, unless you're like the biggest Russell Gage fan of all time. Well, but uh, I'm sure you saw the cryptic tweet about taking, you know, le- taking less pay and, yeah, you know, the only place you can get uh, pay less is at Walmart or something crazy like that. Yeah. So there, there's there's clearly something going on. Yeah, and it doesn't help that Julio's about to get paid and become the highest player, uh, paid receiver in football right about now. Um, which, which is what Sanu is insinuating that right. they're asking him to take a pay cut so they can pay Julio more. And that's awkward. That is an awkward, awkward contract yeah, is. negotiation. Yeah, for sure. So I understand. Hey, man, I we really like you. Yeah. I know, yeah, other than... But than, you're not you know, Julio Jones. Take, right, you're right, exactly. But the fact that they want to take money away from you to give to Julio is probably not a good feeling either. No, but it's a business. and No, it is, for sure. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall when those two are talking, though. Like, you mm. know that that comes up in the locker room. Or, like, especially yeah. if both deals get done, he restructures and yeah. Julio gets paid. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I got... See, I hate, I hate stuff like that, man. I, I mean, I... I it's so weird. Just I, awkward, weird stuff. Like, I don't watch TV. I don't watch much TV at all unless it's sports. I just, because I don't like all the drama, that everything is dramatic. There's nothing on television anymore that's not just full of dramatic nonsense. And it gets so old, and I'm so over it. Um, like, I even. This is the oldest you've sounded on this podcast tonight. Yeah, man. It's But it's the truth, man. I, no drama. I just, don't, I just get tired of it. Because that's all you see. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're watching the news, if you're watching a TV show, if you're watching sports. They try to drag all that crap in there with it, and then after a while, it just gets old. It just—it's just, was the last it's just TV show you loved. Oh my gosh, I don't think. Um, oh my god, I can't even tell you. I don't even know. I, that's, that's how amazing. little I watch TV. Um, okay. My wife and I just finished Chernobyl on uh, mm. HBO, which was, was I good? thought was very good. Yeah, okay. man, it was really really interesting. Um. That's just fascinating like I have to story. Really allocate a day where I feel like it's going to be super depressing, and I'm like, "Am I okay with the mood I'm going to be in after watching this?" Yeah, right. Uh, well, watch just watch an episode at a time and just spread it out. Heavy, there's right? only there's only five. Um, relatively heavy. Nah, it's not. I mean, it is, but if you kind of know what you're watching, you already know, so it's not anything surprising. Okay. 
I'll check it out at some point. It's on the queue, but that's like the new problem of modern TV. It's just, I have so many things in my queue and I just, I, it's tough like with the podcast and everything else and what I have to read and what I have to watch with sports. It's just, I, I pick and choose I get what it. I can. It's, I it's get hard. It. And you have a family and that kind of stuff. Like, Holy there's smokes. only that so many hours 99. in a day. Yeah, that takes up 99% of my time, man. It's just work and family stuff. My son, Jacob, is, uh, you know, he plays baseball competitively and, um, and he's playing football at Alpharetta. He's a rising freshman. So we, a lot of that. And he's trying to decide if he wants to hang on to basketball a little while. I'm not sure he's going to have the height for that. How tall so, is he? Uh, uh, he's about 5'9 currently. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So it's not going to be, yeah, he's not going to be. I think he's going he, pro. No, definitely not. <laughs> but but can you play through high school? Maybe. But yeah. are you wanting to do that? Can he if shoot? You're playing, he's more of a – he's great defensively. He's a great mm. dribbler, great passer, distributes the ball well, but not a great shooter. So um, okay, he's a good shooter, not a great shooter. Okay. But um, but everything else he does really well. And great, great handles. You know, um, and moving the ball is uh, – he's got great vision on the court. So that's good. But the height – and the um, just being a, a decent shooter isn't going to do it. But my thing is more than that is just the um, the thing you do with playing baseball and basketball. If you throw football, or I'm sorry, baseball and football. If you throw basketball in the mix, man, something's got to not have as much of your attention. So it's hard to right. it's hard to get better, you know. And, and I'm not saying you should specialize in anything, but. Um, I just think two is plenty. I don't know that you can get three done. That's my, been my advice to him. I was like, dude, you can try to do whatever you want to, but my advice is uh, maybe maybe let one go. Yeah, I mean, this is how it is with like sports watching. Is like a just a professional sports writer and podcaster and radio show guy. Like you have to pick and choose what you can watch. Like you sure can't be an expert on every Mm-mm. sport in the world. Like there's just not enough time. I wish I could. I just I'm not an expert time. on anything. Zero. Mm. I'm a zero. I'm an expert on nothing. Okay. Whatsoever. I, I like. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, and I'm and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I can't. I, do like that. I can't handle that. I can't handle talking about things that I don't feel like I have a strong background in. That's why I don't have opinions on things I don't know much about. Like people who have strong opinions about things they haven't spent a lot of time researching or being around or watching. I've never understood that. That's not my thing. Like I don't have yeah. an opinion on corn. Not a big yeah. corn guy. Don't know anything about it. You're not going to hear yeah. a take from me on that. You don't okay, have a take good. on everything. People just have an opinion on everything and it's it, yeah, it it's drives annoying. me nuts. Yeah, now you sound old. I it is. This is an old take of mine, <laughs> this, but this is your this is your get on my lawn the moment. This is like the thing I my mom hates most that I'll say to her sometimes. And it it comes off so I don't mean it and I love my mother to death, but I'll I'll sometimes say to her, I'll be like, How do you have an opinion on that? I know yeah. for a fact you've never done it. Like, how do you have an opinion on that? What are you talking well, it's about? It's easy. It's easy. It's reactionary. That's I know, what an right? opinion like, is to begin with. But yes, yeah, still stay off social media because everybody has an opinion there. Yeah. Whether um, they need to or not. And then we'll go. Yeah. Yeah. What happens if Florida wins the division this fall? Um, I mean, the, I guess, give me some context. What do you mean? What happens? I mean, so if you look at what's happening with Georgia and you look at those first three years of Mark Rick versus the first three years of Kirby, we know yeah, they're very, very similar. Yeah, they're very similar. And the, the biggest difference is the, the talent and Kirby doesn't appear to be slowing down the recruiting train. 
He's losing his coordinator, so we'll see how his new OC and DC look this year. He stayed in-house. He didn't go outside the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coley, we'll see how yeah. all that works. He gotcha. lost Justin Fields. Jake, yeah. Jacob Easton, a lot more defensible. I, yeah. I think Georgia fans are going to get super defensive this year because Jake Fromm's probably not going to be in the Heisman conversation. I doubt he's in the Heisman conversation. Right. Why? I mean, that's just not the, that's not the football that Georgia plays, that right. brand of football. Which is fine because he's still really yeah, good. He's a top five yeah. college quarterback. But I don't care. I, I don't know that I care about Heisman. I don't worry about well, that. Well, I'm not I, either. National title, I would I would prefer for sure. But you're going to get calls, right? Like they're going to complain about Justin Fields playing. I'm sure a lot of Georgia fans still don't like the fact that he got the waiver, and now they don't. Anti- I don't think anybody cares. You think people care? Uh when Ohio State's twelve and zero this fall, and Justin Fields is absurd in the Chip Kelly reincarnation offense with Ryan Day, I. Mm. I think it's going to be a problem, and I think there's a real chance Maybe. that Washington makes the college football playoff. And if Jacob Eason, because the Pac-12 is extremely weak, Chris Peterson's an amazing coach. You look at that schedule. I think there is a, a very clear path for them to get back in the playoff. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's going to be interesting. Like if Florida wins the division, which is a possibility. Look at their schedule. Their biggest games are at home. They got um, at LSU. That's probably a loss. Georgia had that last year, but. There's a like Florida the last four or five games, what Franks turned into and what they did to yeah. Michigan in the bowl game, like they're a different team. You can't look at Florida who they were at the beginning of last year. Like that was still No, hurt. I agree with that. No, I think they'll be better. I just that one, um it but it's just because it's a such a strong rivalry. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean there's always a chance you could lose that game. There's always a chance. Franks is good. But, like I just yeah, don't know if a lot of Georgia fans know that he's actually good now. Yeah, no, I think I think anybody that pays attention kind of knows. Now, if it's just the average casual, you know, easy to take shots and find something. Yeah, because everybody's transferring. Like, that's Twitter. the new thing where they're like, yeah, everyone's which they have Florida. lost a boatload of yes. people. Good lord, which is funny. It, it's it's weird that it keeps happening. And Dan Mullen's gigantic clothing also weird. But yes, right. I don't know. I think this is just a big thing. Like Kirby Smart, it's really hard to get to the national championship once. Yeah. It's even more difficult to get there twice in three years. I yeah. I just wonder with his style, with how much they're recruiting, with how close they got, when does it start to get extremely hot in the kitchen in Athens? Like when does Oh uh, yeah, you're you're thinking that Kirby's on the hot seat if they lose to Florida this year no, or not don't lose. Make it, if Florida just wins the division. Like if yeah. Georgia's not if they get like that schedule is outside of the Notre Dame and Texas A&M game. Like everything is built for them to go twelve and zero. Right. I just, I don't know. I, I, like, they have to win in this, like, five-year window because you look at it and you're like, well, what do Georgia fans think in year six if you're still recruiting great, but you haven't won a title? Like, I don't know. It's it's just interesting. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I get it. You know, when when does it happen? Is it, uh, I'll, I'll quote Greg McElroy. He, he was like, I don't know when it happens. Maybe it's next year. Maybe it's two years. Maybe it's five years. Maybe it's seven years. You know, I don't, it's so random way of putting it but i i don't know if i don't know when they when they win one i think, think they they're win certainly one, i i i mean yeah i mean I, i'd hate to say no as a georgia fan and and seeing what they're capable of i'd hate to say no but look a lot of luck does go along with it uh last year they didn't get lucky you know they had that horrible loss at lsu and mm. they at the end of the season was was probably definitely one of the top four teams in yep. the nation but the way they lost to LSU kept them out. And look, it, it's unfortunate and it sucks, but they were out for a reason. And um, would they have demolished Notre Dame? Absolutely. Anybody in that four 
would have Ohio State would have demolished Notre Dame. Most Can teams we, would have uh, demolished. Like, what do you? So what is the South's like disdain for Notre Dame? My dad hates him. All of my family hates Notre Dame. I don't understand because like Brian Kelly's done an amazing job, and I think if yeah, you have Brian Kelly or Kirby Smart, I'm taking Brian Kelly every day of the week. Are you kidding? Oh wow, what he's Oof. doing with Notre Dame and how hard it is to recruit there, and he's getting top ten recruiting classes every year. The fact that he got them in the college football playoff in modern college football well, they, is they didn't insane. Belong. Was the, but they didn't belong. That's the. That's other not thing. his fault. That's not Notre Dame's fault. No, no, no. Wait, they did what they were supposed change. to do. Doesn't change the fact that it didn't belong. Okay, but like, and, what and they, it showed. Uh, sorry, we're gonna have to and politely decline for UGA. What are yeah, we supposed to do with that? They, they were undefeated. Yeah, well, no, yeah, well, but no, I'm not saying it for Georgia's. But even with with Ohio State, I mean, Ohio State would have been a better choice because I, I'm just unfortunately for Notre Dame, their their schedule's always a cakewalk. They don't. They're not I committed. Say it was a to they it. had a tougher schedule than Georgia last year. Ah, uh, we'll have to go back and look at that. But the, the the interesting thing is that Notre Dame rides that coattail of how great we were 50 years ago, and I think people are just irritated by it. That's what it always comes off to me as, and that's what irritates me about them. And um, you know, I just I just struggle with Notre Dame. I really do. I want, I don't hate them, but I never pull for them because I'm just like, uh, them again. You know, they just what have they done? What when Over when they achieve. get to, that's what they do every they, year. I saw them. I saw them in the uh, in the college football playoffs. Was it yeah, four and eight? I know. Yeah, the last couple times they've been in the college football uh, playoff or the national championship, um, because and, they're playing against a bunch of two, I mean, five star and two, four star guys. Like that's just, it's just when you that Clemson game was just so, like, oh, they just have better guys. It wasn't like they were out coached or anything. They just had better guys. Oh, Trevor well, Lawrence then, is a lot better than Ian Book. Like, okay. All right, so so when they got there, they got waxed. And Absolutely. Then back in 2012, when they got there, they got waxed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you belong. Who belongs though with Clemson and Alabama? Really? Who belongs? Yeah, with I mean Clemson they're just in a league of their own. Oh no, I agree with that. Sure. I don't know. Sure, I feel I like we're beating that. up Notre Dame for not being the one of the two best teams in college football. Like it's it's I just insane think they get, to they, me. They always get a pass. It just seems like they always get a pass in every they situation. They Virginia Tech, Stanford, right? Virginia Michigan, Tech, Virginia Tech. You're bringing you're bringing Virginia Florida Tech State out. at USC. You're bringing Syracuse. Florida State. You're, USC was terrible. Florida State was terrible. Virginia Tech. But was that's it, it, objectively like that's a tough schedule. Like we, Florida State. Were I mean, if looking at it when they booked it, when they booked Florida State years in advance, going to USC. USC is usually good. Florida State's usually good. Um, yeah, usually, usually good. But they Stanford's weren't. usually good. Michigan's all those, usually good. All those are usually good. You're yeah, right. I mean, They're that's a tougher schedule good. than Georgia, but, objectively. But they, but they weren't good. Okay. I, I think you're... I mean, that's still a tougher schedule than Georgia's last year. For sure. All right. Well, but I, I'll, I'll respectfully decline. But it's all right. Look, that's what makes it beautiful, What was right? Georgia's biggest regular season win last year? Well, uh, see, I'll have to go back and look at the schedule. <laughs> you see, it's like off the top of your head. Well, but I mean, but neither would, if you would have asked me Notre Dame, I wouldn't have known off the top oh, of Oh, I would have. As the Mr. Notre what... Dame guy over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping up because you love him? Is that, is that No, I just, I love Brian Kelly. Um, you no, know, I like, I like Coach Kelly too. I'm not, not slamming Coach Kelly. I'm just saying as. I think they overachieve. A, I think we underestimate just how difficult it is to compete if you're not in the South. Man, that's, I hate Coast. that. I hate it for them that they can't compete. That's that. That sounds like the biggest excuse I've ever heard. 
No, it's it's, it's not an excuse. It's geography. Even when they it's lose, geography. It is geography. Purdue is at an inherent disadvantage because of the kind of school they are and who sure. they can recruit. Like that is but, the biggest reason okay. Nebraska is not the powerhouse okay. they were in the nineties. Best players in football all play in like three states. If you're in Texas, Georgia, or Florida, Florida you have an California, inherent don't advantage. Leave out California. In California, yeah, those teams yeah, those all have inherent sure. advantages because of where, just by geography. But man, uh, whose fault is that? It's not a fault, but that's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's not so fault. I don't feel bad for Notre Dame. But you should feel recruit. bad because they're I great, don't. and they're not doing it with bit. lesser players. I just all right. Well, good. You guys made it and get destroyed. Like every Georgia time. not going Go eleven and one every Notre year Dame. with their talent What's is it? absurd. Like they should. Yeah, be they expected. should. Look, you want to talk about underachieving? There's a program that's underachieved, and I'm a fan. Yeah. I would agree. See, they've always, they've How always about underachieved. Tug, we're on. We we found our common ground. Georgia has underachieved, and Notre Dame has uh, overachieved. For sure. I, you know what? We can agree on that one. Okay. And let me give you their biggest win from their regular season last year. Biggest regular season win. You ready? Right. Yep. Kentucky. Kentucky was huge, huge regular season win. I, you know, I just. Um, what a brutal schedule I, of Austin P, Middle Tennessee, Missouri, Tennessee, well, Vanderbilt, UMass, Georgia Tech, again. We could go through Clemson's again. I don't know that any of those schedules were that difficult. Notre Dame's was the toughest of all of them. Uh, like I said, I would have to pull it up because I, I I would hate to have a strong opinion on something I've not researched. I'm counting five ranked teams at one point in the season for Notre Dame. And there was four in a row for Georgia. Last year, we're talking about this on the show. Hang on, I have to pull up. Auburn might have been ranked at the point that they played them. I think there were four straight LSU. It was um, LSU, Florida, Kentucky, then Auburn. Yeah, so Florida, let's see, where was it? I don't know how they finished up, but I just remember it being four four top 25 teams for four weeks in a row, whatever that ended up being. Yeah. Anyway, but we can agree to disagree on, on how – tough it is for poor notre dame i feel horrible for <laughs> exactly them. and then and then but and we can agree, agree to this, that georgia's underachieved and notre <laughs> dame has over, overachieved because i agree with that and we can also wrap up here by uh, it, uh, agreeing that luka Doncic is going to be a much better basketball player than trey young maybe so man i i i i'm gonna i'm gonna lean on you for this one and okay. say okay i'm gonna I'm a, i'll be paying attention because it's gonna be hard not to pay attention You'll have to. They're going to be connected forever. 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 But, um, yeah, I, I get it, and I understand why you're saying it, and, and you're probably going to be right. But I'll, I'll never forgive Travis Schlink. Young. I'll never do it. No, you'll have to forgive him, my lady. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be up at night just uh, not knowing what He to might. Do. You never know. The, the respect <laughs> of Chase you. Thomas on the Chase Thomas podcast is... <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like me saying he's the greatest of all time mm-hmm. if I were to say that. No, I'm just saying. If I were to say that, I'm sure he'd be like, "Oh wow, that who's who said that? Yeah, okay, who said that?" Well, he can. Uh, one of my favorite Hawks things. So I, I I love going to games and everything. But um, I remember one time I ran into Wes Wilcox at the game mm-hmm. when he was still GM, and mm-hmm. I was the only person in the section who recognized him because I just called out. I was like, "Wes!" and he turned mm-hmm. confusedly. And I think it was clear to me. I was like, "Oh my god, these GMs! Like you could you live in anonymity at these games." Fans yeah, have no right. idea who their teams are. No idea. Are. Yeah, it's it like wild. Freddie Freeman. It's like Freddie Freeman walking around the battery. <laughs> I don't know. Is People it that bad? Like, even at the battery? No, I think I at the battery. I'm totally joking. Yes, at the battery. He'd get Is there one brave but... though who actually the battery could get in? It could go to one of the bars at night, and people wouldn't know who he was. 
Yeah, I think probably. Who'd, be? Who'd be your number one pick here? Uh, you couldn't do Donaldson because his no, hair would give him away. Marcakis, the beard, would give it away. Um, Ozzy is kind of. I think Marcakis might be my answer. Nah, he's got the beard, though. That's going to be the dead giveaway. Okay. I bet Austin Riley, he could go out there and not get recognized. Yeah, they're like, oh, he goes to LSU. He's a senior. Um, he's in yeah, uh, Campus right. Sig. Yeah, right. Uh, you know what? Culberson may be able to pull it off, mm. but you know what? No, you know, I take that back. No, think he was people Dan love Lee. him. Yeah, two, yeah, right. That's probably that. Matt Joyce, he could pull it off. Matt Joyce is probably the answer here. Uh, and, I and like that about one. about half the pitching staff. <laughs> I mean, Luke, Luke Jackson. Speaking of, could you identify, like, if I showed you three pictures, one of Kyle Wright, one of Ian Anderson, and one of um, Bryce Wilson, would you be able to pick who is who in that three um maybe so (laughs) maybe and i'm gonna give you maybe because i think i would recognize bryce wilson and i know what ian anderson looks like because he's from really close to where my wife's from in new york okay uh shenandoah high school and and she's from upstate new york really close to there so we watched and have been keeping up with him just because of where he's from and in relation to where she's from so i think now if you gave me kyle Wright, that'd be tough hmm okay which right. is odd because he's the one that's probably gotten the most press. And, and he just started. and no one Yeah, he had to start. Absolutely. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, I've taken way too much of your time, Tug. Oh, man. It was, was such a fun conversation, though. I'm glad you called. <laughs> I am glad you made, we were able to make this work. Um, so right. how can we listen to you each day, uh, Monday through Friday, on the Atlanta Sports X? Yeah, man. Easy to find us at noon to three. Like I said, you can do uh, AtlantaSportsX.com. You can download the Atlanta SportsX app and listen to us that way. If you run it together really quick, it sounds like I'm saying Atlanta SportsX. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's your an other way to remember. channel. A little that's bit different right, Absolutely. It is, absolutely. They, they talk about <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Um, that's, um, it's, it's all, it's all the stuff that you hear on broadcast. Yeah, that you can. It's exactly what station it is. How'd you know? Um, but anyway, or you can uh, listen to us if you're on the south side of Atlanta, 1037, and north side at 1063. But uh, but find us on social media at SportsX, at it or rather at Atlanta SportsX, rather. Okay. Well, go do that. Good luck with everything, Tug, and we'll have to touch base uh, again soon. Man, I would hope so. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks, man. See you, bud. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I uh, just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes, and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Thank you for your support, and we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thanks, guys. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, 
only on Showtime.